Hi. Welcome to my podcast. Um, this is my first podcast. My name is Shay McKenzie, and this is Dairy Section. So this let, let's just get into it. Um, today I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about Victoria, British Columbia. Um, I made a video. Um, this is. Uh, I made a video months back, months back, a year and a half ago or something, about um, what it was like to move to Victoria uh, for Canadians uh, who were looking to escape the cold primarily. Um, I think that it's often why people look to uh, British Columbia's West Coast is because um, Victoria and Vancouver are the two most temperate climates uh, in in Canada, I, I believe that third is Halifax, and it's like a full uh, ten degrees colder um, in the winter. And I'm certain that that has to do with ten degrees colder, like average monthly temperatures or whatever. And I'm certain that has to do with uh, some sort of you know latitude and the East Coast. I've actually never been to the East Coast of North America. But people say the winters are brutal over there, uh, ice storms, and I, uh, my parents were telling me about, like, Quebec would always just get, like, ice storms back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And I guess they happen now still, but it seemed like a bigger deal back then. Um, it's sort of like how, uh, when we get, like, 30 degrees now in Western Canada, Environment Canada calls it a heat warning. And, um, yeah, it's hot, but I just don't remember it being called a heat warning like five years ago. So weather, I don't trust weathermen and I don't trust politicians. And, uh, so I'm just gonna, I'm going to riff, I'm going to sort of just talk about my experience, um, in Victoria. I lived there for three years. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts. I think people want to, want to hear about what it's like to move there, uh, what the culture is, and um, what their expectations should be, because everyone hears how expensive it is. But if you're coming from, say, Toronto, uh, you already know what expensive rent feels like. Um, and in fact, I brought up this handy-dandy little chart here, um, and this is what inspired me to make um, this video or this podcast look at now I think still think I make videos I haven't made videos in a while and um, I switched to podcast because I don't have to wear a shirt and uh, people take you more seriously when um, you're wearing a shirt on a video but I'm not a huge fan of shirts and speaking of I have a shirt on right now I'm going to take it off because it's quite hot already at uh, it's like 11 a.m. and I'm in Edmonton and it's like 30 degrees outside so heat warning Okay, so this handy-dandy little chart is from ratehub.ca, R-A-T-E-H-U-B.ca. Um, and I don't know anything about real estate. Um, I don't know, I'm not an expert on literally one single thing, except for maybe the title of the show, Dairy, like uh, I, I could tell you the best dairy products, that's about it. So um, in March, 2022, uh, they've got some stats here. Um, about how much, th there's three boxes. Um, 
average home price in in major cities across Canada, the mortgage amount, which um, it says data in the chart is based on mortgages with a 20% down payment, 25 year, um, 25 year what? I don't even know what that word is. A more to I'm 25 year mortgage. I'm certain. Four thousand dollar annual property tax and one hundred and fifty dollars monthly heating. Mortgage rates are the average of the big five banks' five year fixed rates in March and June. Average home prices are from the what? I I'm struggling. Are from the cream or C R E A M L S Home Price Index HPI. So for people who are looking for the, the hard stats behind my, my musing here, uh, I'll throw the link to this news article up in the description of the episode. Uh, it's a Czech news article. Czech news is like Vancouver Island's uh, local news. Um, admittedly, it's pretty shit in my experience. Uh, they do a lot of fluff stories about like adopting dogs and like, I don't know, how pretty it is to live in Victoria. Like they'll literally just take photos of of flowers and be like, hey, look, this is why you moved here. It's like February and there's like flowers. It's like, motherfucker, I can't afford a house. Um, so Victoria, uh, in March 2022, the average home price was $936,200. Uh, the income required and um, uh, income required is annual income of the household. So this is not an individual, um, but in March 2022, you had to make $152,220 uh, uh, annually to be able to afford a house. And I assuming Raid Hub understands that people have like vehicles and, you know, maybe children or whatever. So um, I, I, I'm not sure if that's baked in figure, like in terms of if $152,220 a year uh, annually is just to afford your house, that's probably a pretty important stash, but I figured that out. Um, oh yeah okay so uh, that's just to purchase a home uh, and in June 2022 um, the change uh, the average home price uh, changed to $985,500 so um, it was 936 thousand two hundred dollars in March 2022 and now it is nine hundred eighty five thousand five hundred dollars in June 2022 and the income required annually for the household to purchase a house is one hundred eighty seven thousand nine hundred eighty dollars the change in required income to buy a home which is also on this chart was thirty five thousand seven hundred sixty dollars a twenty three percent increase and the making Victoria the most expensive percentage jump across Canada. The chart also has Vancouver, Halifax, Calgary, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Hamilton. Um, so they have organized this chart by uh, hierarchy of change in required income to buy a home. Victoria at the top, and in the order I read it down um, then. So say for example, Hamilton, an average home price in Hamilton at the bottom of the chart is $1,060,000. Uh, and you, oh, sorry, um, actually in June 2022, it's $934,700. So 
there was a um, there's a decrease in home price, but an increase in mortgage rates, such that uh, you have to make eight thousand six hundred sixty dollars. Anyway, I, I'm going to lose you in all these numbers, and you don't care about the numbers, and I don't care about the numbers. All I know is that it's too fucking high, and I'm certain that um, there's like a thousand million podcast episodes from across Canadians about the housing market and how we're expected to see like you know. Uh, uh, mortgage rate increases, um, the the prime rate increases. Like I said, I don't know fuck all about financial stuff. Like I know enough that like uh, interest rates affect mortgages, and that you're going to be paying more money. Um, I understand that like when you buy a car on zero percent, uh, that was a big flex back in the day because you bought the car zero percent financing meant that you're actually only paying for the amount you agreed to at the start. So your car costs thirty grand, you have. Uh, 36 months at 0% financing, so 30 grand over three years to pay it off with no additional charge from interest. I imagine it's pretty similar when you buy a house and it's affected by the big five banks and blah, blah, blah. But I want to talk about the cultural impacts of what homeownership and um, increasing um, income requirements in Victoria is, as well as a number of other um, just little anecdotal experiences I had there uh, and I want to flesh out what it feels like to land on that island and um, be in British Columbia's capital and the sort of lifestyle you can expect based on a couple different uh, career choices that you may make. Um, I was a bartender there. I have an intimate knowledge of the hospitality industry, uh, the service industry there. Uh, what it means to make a lot of money um uh, it, it, i was making a uh i would say it's hard because bartending is variable um covid was really you know decreasing how much money we were making as bartenders uh just due to traffic um but uh i uh as i exited uh victoria i was making about six figures uh right around there um over the summer you make a, a preposterous amount of money from tourists, um, especially this summer of 2022, which we're closing out right now. It's August 30th today, but uh, you make a lot of money uh, from people coming and they're just so happy that they could travel again. You know, they're so happy that um, the borders were easier to commute. You have a lot of Americans coming uh, to Victoria up from Washington, um, many Californians, um, Lots of people from Texas and Arizona and uh, Florida, all sorts of places. Um, I think in the summertime, it's too dang hot where they live. So they come up to some place that's hot and humid and nice and then go to beaches, but not so hot, humid and nice that they're literally cooking on the pavement. Um, so as a bartender there, I was making great money. And uh, I might not be the most financially responsible in a lot of ways. Um, I spend money where it isn't absolutely necessary to do so. Uh, I go out to bars and drink beer sometimes. I like motorcycles. Um, I wanted a car. Uh, I just enjoy the independence that a car brings. Um, buses are cancer. Uh, if you can bus and you don't mind it and you're like one of those people who just can handle it, like I have all the respect in the world for you, but fuck buses, I'm trying to drive my car. Um, and, um, so right off the bat, um, 
if you if you land in Victoria and you're getting a job in the hospitality industry, or if you are a university graduate who is seeking to enter um, government work, or perhaps you're looking to do banking or any number of things, um, I've already listed off the stats of how much money you're going to need to make to buy a house, and that's Victoria proper. That's like um, that's a house right in Victoria, or I I don't know. They don't have a status to. I'm sure it's the greater Victoria area, but that doesn't probably include Langford, which is the largest uh, suburb of Victoria. But um, I do know that Langford is uh, the fastest growing city in Canada. Things are getting a lot more expensive out there. And um, it's uh, it's quite the commute uh, to go downtown. So if you're working for uh, the government and your office is downtown and you're renting on Langford, um, you pretty much have to own a car and you're going to be caught up in a massive uh, um, uh, traffic jam every morning um, and as far as uh, as far as home ownership goes uh, those of you who are financially capable enough to buy a house at 187 $980 a year you're not listening to this podcast uh, actually in fact maybe nobody's listening to this podcast but that's okay I um I think that for well-established individuals who are parlaying from one house to another, that they're not purchasing their first house in Victoria, uh, this advice is not for them. I am talking to the people who do not own a house, who are like me. I moved to Victoria when I was 21. Um, I was a dropout from university. I came to do the West Coast lifestyle. I wanted to be surrounded by beaches, um, pretty girls, bars, uh, I wanted to live a carefree, quote-unquote, island lifestyle. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you can still do it. You absolutely can move to Victoria and uh, beach bum it. Uh, you want to buy a van and live in that. That's absolutely doable. There's ways to do it still. Uh, you aren't too late just because you've heard about it and Googled it and you see some YouTube video telling you that... Um, everyone's doing it you can do it too fuck them and i think you should um i uh i flirted with uh, living in a van briefly um i did it a bit i've traveled some of the gulf islands in a van um i i had a really um i grew a lot in victoria like anyone does spending three years of the early 20s anywhere but um at the uh at the same time, I, I just want to caution some people as to like the harsh realities and the things that, <coughs> excuse me, the things that um, uh, forced me, not forced, but like uh, suggested that I needed to move um, because these were uh, non-negotiables for me at some point. And um, primarily, uh, I'm looking to exit the bartending uh field of you know I, I don't want to be a bartender the rest of my life and if um and even if i was in victoria i don't think i'd be able to get ahead um but uh there are some realities about living on an island that i didn't realize either so um i probably should have wrote a little list of all the things that i thought of but fuck it we're just off the cuff uh right now so let's talk about um Let's talk about employment opportunities. Just uh, covered it a little bit, but um, primarily people are employed in the service industry in Victoria, uh, bartending, hotels, um, serving 
food runners, uh, hosts. Um, these are all restaurant jobs. Uh, there's also people who are like boat captains, uh, taxi drivers, um, you know, a lot of retail work, uh, the malls and um, stores there. Uh, a lot of boutique, like um, tourist shops for like handmade clothing made right in British Columbia, right on the island even. Uh, lots of breweries, so opportunities for those who are interested in becoming like a brewer or a beer representative or something along those lines. Um, and all these positions are lucrative enough. And if you were doing them anywhere else, um, you would be living a pretty comfortable lifestyle. I think the minimum wage in British Columbia is fifteen sixty-five an hour. Um, so that works out to 40 hours a week, about, you know, 600 bucks um, a week. So that's uh, $2,400 a month. And, um, you know, $2,400 a month with no car and rent, if you're in a shared accommodation, your average price of rent there, I believe, is $1,100 a month. Um, fact check me on that. Look it up. Uh, I paid anywhere from $750 uh, to, like... I was paying nine fifty, but I always lived in fucking shitholes, and um, it was like, uh, as a young man, I was like, oh yeah, I don't care that like my deck is falling apart and that like I have to live in this shitty basement and that like I often had roommates and like you know we were drinking beers, we were living the whole young young man experience, um, young person experience. I don't want to. I don't want to say that you women can't go and live with five of your friends and, and absolutely delete a zillion fucking beers. Um, uh, for me, I just grew a little tired of it. It's just not what I'm looking to do anymore. Um, you know, eventually I'm going to have to start like, uh, you know, growing up or you don't have to do that actually. And, and if anyone tells you you have to grow up, they're wrong, but I want to, and that's just what I'm pursuing. Um, so be prepared that the rental market is going to be your, your largest barrier, I think. So that's number one largest barrier, uh, regardless of what you do for work. Um, if you want a one bedroom apartment, uh, you should be prepared to be showing out about $1,500 a month, I think, probably more than that. Like, um, I think the average one bedroom is like 1900, maybe even 2000, but if you work hard and you're a conscientious individual, I'm sure you can find some place that's, uh, you know, not downtown, uh, older apartment building, um, you know, below market value due to a number of factors, but still livable. So uh, just be prepared that if you are making $2,400 a month uh, at minimum wage, um, you will not be able to afford a one bedroom apartment. Um, conversely, like I moved to Edmonton. Um, I do not have a job right now, but... I could have a job right now. Um, I'm making podcasts instead and trying to learn how to skateboard in my free time because um, that's what you're supposed to do as a human is pursue things that you want to do. And um, uh, the financial pressure that I felt in Victoria prevented me from doing a lot of that. And that is because of primarily the rental market. Um, so I was living in a basement suite with a, um, with a roommate, uh, uh, my roommate and I were not friends. Um, I did that as a decision just personally, but uh, him and I had a, a fine living situation in terms of like mutual respect and things. But the basement I lived in was for about 25 minutes uh, from downtown uh, near Mount Doug. Uh, and it was just an absolute fucking shithole. Like it flooded all the time. Uh, the toilet barely worked. 
There was no dishwasher, not that I even need a dishwasher, but there wasn't one. The kitchen was actually, in fact, like it wasn't up to code. It was an illegal suite, certainly. Uh, the government didn't know that my landlord had built this uh, expansion in his basement such that other people could live in it. And if there was a fire, I'm almost certain that like I would have died because the house was a fucking death trap. And um, when, like I said, when you're young, those things might not bother you at all. In fact, you might be hearing that and be like, yeah, well, like, fuck you, dude. All I do is work and like party and like, I just need a fucking... Uh, four foot by six foot place so I can lay my head and if you want to do that you want to live that rough ass life you can still do Victoria uh, anyone else who that sounds like hell that you want to have natural light in your house that you want to have a place that you can have friends over and cook your dinner and stuff um, yeah that's you should move to Victoria uh, going beyond that if you are fortunate enough to make more like say four thousand dollars a month uh, 50 grand a year or you're a nurse or whatever you can afford a one-bedroom apartment um, if you're partnered you and your partner are living in one bedroom that's a that's an option as well I'm a single individual um, so that's uh, additional barrier but um, I don't think a, a, a couple who sort of has their quote-unquote shit together is gonna be listening to this either if you are uh, thanks very much uh, <laughs> So the, the rental market is, is, is incredibly difficult there and the housing market, the home ownership market's even more difficult. Now, I'm not sure how those housing market prices will fall over the next little bit, but uh, you know, I don't know. Like Victoria is certainly not a place that's gonna be uh, as affected by um, changing market values in other places because a lot of the home, uh, Purchasing is done in cash from from wealthy individuals seeking to retire there or whatever uh, Foreign investment. Uh, I know we have a foreign foreign home buyers uh, Ban in in British Columbia right now I don't really know all the details of it But uh, supposedly it's helping prevent like the markets from getting inflated from people from places like China um, coming and purchasing a house and leaving it vacant as an investment property or whatever. Additionally, I know that the Victoria Council is seeking to increase density count, um, meaning that I think in the in the Victoria city itself, the capital city district, not Saanich, which Saanich is the, a large portion of, um, Victoria is located on a place called the South Saanich Peninsula, or the Saanich Peninsula, but Victoria is on the south side of it. And much of the municipality that you live in is actually not Victoria, it's Saanich. There's also Oak Bay, but Oak Bay is even more expensive. So, um, and Oak Bay is full of fucking rich old cunts. So, um, uh, but if you're in Saanich and you're 25 minutes, that's where I live, so you're 25 minutes north up in Saanich and um, uh, you are, uh, the, the housing there, it, it, it's difficult. From my understanding, the zoning is a little bit antiquated. Like places like Vancouver and Toronto and stuff, they have changed their zoning such that if you purchase a residential property, you are, as the owner, welcome to build like a, a fourplex on it. And in Victoria, you were never allowed to do that. That's changing now, uh, much to the chagrin of many old, well-established, predominantly white individuals who do not want people to move to the island. And this is the other catch-22 and how I'm going to transition us into my other major gripe is the fact that Victoria is on a island. And not only is it on an island, but it's on the southern tip of an island with a uh, two-lane highway, like one lane per side, connecting you to the rest of the island northwards. 
and then a two-lane highway going uh, west that goes essentially nowhere, uh, very beautiful nowhere, um, off the Souk and Jordan River and Port Renfrew, some of my favorite places in all of Canada that I've been. Um, but there's no, uh, like, there's nothing out there. You're not, you're not driving to, um, you're not in Vancouver and you're not driving to, like, Surrey. You know, it's, it, that's not a reality out there. Um, Langford, Colwood, Machosan, uh, Saanich, Oak Bay, and Victoria are all fucking stuffed down on the bottom of that peninsula. And, uh, uh, and Esquimalt, sorry Esquimalt, forgot about you, fucking sketchy ass. Uh, western side of Victoria um, so um, there's not a lot of room to grow and rather than grow tall Victoria Council does not want people to, to build high rises and things like that uh, and they are just cramming everyone in like I, I literally don't even know where some people live like or how they live there um, but for me I came from northern British Columbia a little town called Smithers uh, shout out to Smithers, anyone from Smithers listening, um, miss you guys, miss that uh, place, um, miss how much space there was up there, you know, buy a house in the middle of fucking nowhere, drive 20 minutes to town, like, it's, it's nice, but it is so claustrophobic on uh, Vancouver Island, um, specifically on southern Vancouver Island. Um, the experience, my experience with northern Vancouver Island, um, everything past um, the Malahat. The Malahat is the single lane mountain pass highway I was explaining that separates you from the North Island. Everything more north of that, uh, you get a little bit more breathing room. There's a lot of speculative buying though. It's getting a lot more expensive as well, but it's certainly a lot cheaper. You can buy a house in Nanaimo still uh, much easier than you can buy a house in Victoria. And... Um, there's going to be a lot of investment. A lot of people are going to be moving to Vancouver Island over over the next 20 years. I'm certain of it. Uh, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And um, uh, But the island factor of it is you have to get to Vancouver Island via BC Ferries, uh, Air Canada, WestJet, or something called Harbor Air. And the only play, way you can really move freight at all, like if you want to bring your car, is BC Ferries. And... There's been news story after news story, and if anyone is um, looking to move to Victoria, please uh, read some of these news stories to understand the sort of the the most important chain connecting you to the mainland, the rest of Canada, and almost the rest of the world. It seems are these fucking boats, and um, BC Ferries has a horrible track record of ineptitude. Uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, they struggle to hire mariners. They struggle to hire people to work the boats. Um, I am uncertain of why that job is so hated. Uh, there's probably so many reasons, like poor hours, hard working conditions, maybe not enough pay. Um, I was speaking to my mother on the phone. She said that they hired 800 mariners and general staff this summer, but there's a delay to getting them hired. Uh, I also just read a news article this morning uh, that John Horrigan, uh, long John Horrigan, I like to call him, uh, he, um, he's putting pressure on BC Ferries in order to prioritize uh, upset customers. But John Horrigan, you fucking idiot. You cannot just make the boats work with no one working them. I would like to see your fucking ass out there hauling chains and pushing anchors or whatever you do. Um, and BC Ferries is a nightmare. Like getting to Vancouver for any reason is just hell and um 
sometimes you get lucky and you're like, ah, it's not so bad. But like just when you really need it, like right when you're really like you got to go to the passport office or you got to go see your mom or whatever it is and you need to be on the mainland, uh, they'll fuck you. And if they don't fuck you, uh, you're trapped on the island. Like that that's simple as. Um, uh, so that is a consideration. It's something that I didn't properly interrogate when I moved to an island. Uh, I'm, you know, I wouldn't even have thought of it because it wasn't something that like really came to mind. So there's that suffocating trap feeling a bit. Then again, if you're, uh, if you're familiar with that feeling, you've traveled Victoria again and you're, so what do we got here? We've got, you got to be willing to pay a lot for rent or live in a shithole. You have to be okay with living on the island crammed in there like a bunch of rats with the rats. Uh, if you're from Alberta, they got a ton of rats in Victoria, so um, there's no rats here in Alberta. And then you have to contend with the boats or the planes, predominantly the boats. Also, I forgot to mention, but it's $100 one way to bring your car, so it's like 17 for you and like 80 for the car, so it's like 100 bucks. It's like, I don't know how we haven't, and BC Ferries turns a profit, so I don't know how British Columbians haven't actually just freaked the fuck out more. I constantly freaked out about the boats. Like, a public institution is not supposed to make a profit. Like, remit that money back to the to the service and 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 lower the prices, especially for island locals. Or um, people are like, "Well, like it's impossible. They're so busy. Well, it's just like make priority local sailings. Like, you have multiple boats. Make one of the boats like specifically for people who are are islanders who can prove it with their fucking driver's license or their you know residence or bring a fucking electricity bill." And, be, and point to it and be like, I live on the island. I need to go home, you know, or I need to get off this to go to like a hospital or whatever. Uh, and that brings me to a third point or whatever. I don't even know what point we're on here. I don't even know if there is a point. This is this is definitely just a stream of consciousness thing. But um, uh, the island was long considered a hidden gem. Now, I <laughs> just saying that makes me angry. Um it's it is beautiful uh it is no longer hidden i'm talking about it right now everyone's talking about it justin trudeau flies to fucking tofino three times a year uh it's not hidden but many of the longtime um victoria residents became accustomed to a quieter way of life in the last 30 years i think and specifically in the last maybe 10 i'm pulling that out of my ass but that's just what it feels like to me gotten a lot busier there you know the people are coming to check it out want to move there um they want a vacation there um and uh i think a lot of people from victoria have this sort of notion in their head that they deserve the island all to themselves um actually this is amplified even more so there are a, a number of small islands between um, the mainland and vancouver island called the gulf islands and like Gulf Island locals, um, islanders, uh, golfers or whatever you want to call them, uh, you go there as a tourist, which their, you know, primary economy is of tourism and they just like, they want to spit on you. They're fucking pissed that you came and had the audacity to try and spend your money on their island. And, um, that holds true for Victoria for a big degree. And I was guilty of it too. I lived there for three years. By the end of my time there, I'd see people with Alberta plates or I'd see Americans coming in. I'd be like, fuck, like, I do not want to deal with these people. I do not want to deal with someone who doesn't know the fucking island, who is 
crashing their car is is walking around like a like a, a fucking idiot getting getting blocking everything up and or oh god they have these uh horse uh cur- um what do you call them carriages and so the cruise ships like you know the big fucking uh royal caribbean or whatever they roll into ogden point breakwater and all these f- retowned fat fucking tourists come off and um they see these uh, tally-ho um, horses, horse-drawn carriages with these pretty girls wearing little fucking little hats. And they're like, come on up. Yeah, come on up on this carriage, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you around James Bay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you into, I'm going to go show you to Parliament. And it's just like, first of all, those are roads for cars, you know. This is not 1802. Like, get your fucking horse out of downtown Victoria Second of all, the horses are collapsing. It's like 30 degrees. They're hauling around fucking tub of love one, two, and three. And then they just like, the horses are not stoked. Put them on a farm. Let them run free. We, we don't need to put horses on a hot concrete, uh, hot pavement, and fucking work them to the bone. And anyone who supports the tally-ho um, carriage service, uh, I don't want to hear this, oh, they live 90% of their life on a farm. Well, make it 100%. Go fuck yourself. Get in a car. We invented those. Like, we literally have them. It, they're cheaper than running a horse. I'm almost certain of it. So, um, yeah, not that's just a little personal thing. But, like, seriously, if one, if you take a cruise, go fuck yourself, too. But, like, if you're on this cruise and you get off and you get on a, a horse, it's just, like, you're honestly, like, you're holding Mother Nature down and just pissing in her mouth and fucking just, like, you're just trying to really fuck up that island. Um, but when you are there as a, as a local quote unquote, just trying to live your life, especially those outside of the hospitality industry, I was a huge hypocrite because I relied on Americans predominantly to pay my bills. You know, uh, Americans come in, order like 10 beers, tip well, uh, thank you Americans. You generally tip well. And you know what? Y'all get a bad rap for, for being like this cunty nation who like, I don't know, bomb the Middle East and shit, but like American tourists are in general, in my experience, very welcoming people, especially those from the Midwest and Pacific Northwest. Like I've had a really good um, time serving them and, and getting to know about, uh, you know, your country and your customs and all this stuff. And, you know, our, our two nations are very similar. Um, but I was a hypocrite. Like I would see Americans come in, I'd be tired or whatever. It'd be a long day. And I'd just be pissed. I'd just be fucking pissed. And it's like, I, like, I pay, you pay my rent. Like, and and I realized that it was my problem, not your problem. You know, Uh, I was no longer willing to be an Islander. Um, I was no longer willing to be a local who got upset. Um, But those people outside of the hospitality industry. So uh, let's say your name is Jane Doe and you are a banker and you move to Victoria and you're working downtown at the CIBC, you're going to have to contend with tourists constantly. They're going to be everywhere. They're going to be bringing their fucking kids and their fucking rat uh, luggage. And they're just going to, they're going to fuck it all up for you. And you're going to be pissed. And if you're not pissed, you're less of an angry person than me. Um, and, and you know what? That's why that entire fucking city exists now. You cannot be a hidden gem and push tourism. They don't work. That's a that's a par- it's a it's a uh, fallacy or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Getting dumber. 
it, it's there they work against each other it's um uh dissonance um and like you gotta love you gotta love the tourism and love the the environment that it brings uh or or you can hate it but then you should move and um all of these uh this is funny. So I think last week, this is not funny, it's tragic. Someone got killed on BC ferries and uh, it was like a homicide and they had to shut the ferries down. I think it was the Horseshoe Bay Ferry, which is like from Nanaimo to North Vancouver. But a bunch of uh, island residents were like, the police aren't speaking with us. We've been trapped here forever and like there's backups and stuff. And it's just like, motherfucker, you chose to live on the island. Like you, this is what this podcast is about. This is me telling you that living on an island has very real repercussions and you are gonna have to deal with them and everyone, all of your neighbors are gonna constantly bitch just like I bitch. But I'm no longer a hypocrite because I'm now bitching from Edmonton, Alberta where I'm like, yeah, fuck that island. Like literally fuck it, like it's cursed. Like, so you can see where my personal, um, my personal opinion is now coming out. So I said at the start of this episode, if, if you are fine with living you know, financially like behind your your prairie counterparts and, and you are there, like especially if you're addicted to the outdoors, you wanna you wanna do the West Coast Trail. You want to surf, you want to uh, learn how to paddleboard on the ocean, you wanna check out the whales, you wanna see sea lions, you all of that shit. Uh, you want a bicycle, it's a great place to be like a, a biker year round or motorcycle, that's what I did. Uh, and that kept me sane until a woman hit me <laughs> A woman hit me <laughs> with her car, and I was just like, I, I'm not even surprised. She like hit me like downtown Victoria, just doing 70, just like literally fucking. I'm like, stop turning left. She just nails me. I'm like, yo, like, and she had Alberta plates. Love it. Um, she was like, oh, I didn't see you. I was like, evidently. I mean, if you saw me and you hit me, I'd be a little bit more upset. I was lucky enough to be fine, but that was just a stroke of luck. Um, I could have lost my life, but. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to say that uh, there are many good reasons to live to the island. And if they top your priority list, like if you're one of those people who just gets up, smells the sea air, and you're just stoked, doesn't matter what, like does, you can like block out everything else, then move by all means. But uh, Victoria is stifling to me. I am an individual who grew up in Canada and has now become accustomed to a way of life of much more freedom than I was afforded in that city. And I bet a lot of my lessons, or lessons, a lot of the lessons I learned, yeah, and a lot of the information I'm saying about Victoria applies to Vancouver, but perhaps less so. Um, Vancouver has this whole stifling feeling in the Fraser Valley too. You know, you're surrounded by like, like there's 2.5 million people in the greater Vancouver area. That's half the province in one like river delta and it's it's a stifling feeling but victoria is perhaps worse because you are you know at the mercy of bc ferries and some fucking captain john dickhead so just just be aware of that um that being said um you've listened to this uh we're at 39 minutes 39 30 you listen to all this and you're like man this dude doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about he's a he's a he's a bitter old bastard and you still want to go, I encourage you to. Uh, I think that a big recommendation I would have is um, uh, take a trip there first. It's designed to be a tourist. Uh, they've, 
you know, their economy is all set up to be welcoming to tourists, go and check it out. Um, go check out Bouchard Gardens. It's incredible. Any time of year, it's incredible. Uh, I was there in uh, like end of July. Uh, it was rose season. I saw a bunch of roses. Uh, I don't really care about flowers that much, um, uh, but they were beautiful and it's an incredible gardens. It's been there for more than a hundred years and I have a huge appreciation for, for, for nature. Um, it's the primary reason I moved to Victoria was to get out in nature, to hike, to, to motorcycle, all those back roads, all those incredible things. Um, but, uh, just it, 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 you have to pay to play on the island and it's only getting more expensive. Um, I'm not encouraging people to go and fuck up other areas of Canada. Let's be respectful. Let's be good neighbors. Move someplace, integrate to the culture, and and try and you know we deserve better. We can do better. Uh, let's try and bring everyone up. But I think Victoria is a bit of a lost cause. Uh, I didn't even get into like the homelessness issue there. Uh, I don't really want to get into it. Um, I am not anti-homeless. Um, the only thing I'm going to say about homelessness in Victoria is if I lived in Calgary and the government gave me a $2,000 CERB check during COVID and it was like November and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Looking around, I'm actually good. Like, I'm not going to live in fucking Calgary for the winter. Like, I'm going to go live in Victoria. It's going to be like 10 times warmer. There's a lot of infrastructure for homeless people there, you know, safe injection sites, um, uh, not that every homeless person is an addict, but those who are addicts are going to live a better quality of life there. It's about harm reduction. If you don't believe in harm reduction, you're not reading. Like, I'm not a, a, a granola crunching liberal, and nor am I a fucking gun-toting conservative. Uh, and I have studied political science for the last three years. Um, it, there's more nuance than that. Uh, but do not tell me that if you were a homeless individual, you wouldn't move to Vancouver or Victoria too. Like anyone who's that desperate and who has limited options, they're going to take the one that is, you know, most life preserving, most quality of life increasing. So, um, those are my thoughts. It, it's changed a lot since I last made media about Victoria. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say other than like, I hope it gets better. I, uh, I have a lot of friends, a lot of connections there still. Um, I really hope that the municipal government steps up and starts addressing some of these very real issues of growth, density, homelessness, uh, transit. Um, but right now, Victoria is going through massive growing pains. Like it's just evident that it's a hard place to live and make it, and it's only getting harder. So everyone who's still in Victoria, all of my friends, um, I'm rooting for you, man. But fuck, Edmonton looks nice. Uh, it's, uh, you know, maybe mid-December or like January, January 18th or something when it's like day 12 of minus 40, I'll be like, fuck, like I could really go for like plus three right now in Victoria. But you know what? To trade my entire life and all of my freedoms, all of my hobbies, all of my pursuits, uh, everything just for the sake of living on that island, it's not worth it. And, um... I, I hope that this falls, I hope this comes to someone who was looking for more information about what it's like to live in Victoria. Um, this has been Dairy Section. This is episode one. Uh, please be critical. Uh, leave me comments, reviews. I'll put it everywhere I can. I'm looking to be a better podcaster, a better 
information sharer, a better educator. Um, and you know, I love like every white man who starts a podcast. I love the sound of my own voice. So, um, yeah, shit on me. Like, tell me what we, what I should talk about looking for new topics. Um, I'm going to do another episode this week with a a guest. Um, we're going to be talking about something totally different because I'm a scattered, uh, scattered person. I've never been all play all in one place all at once. And, um, I'm fascinated to uh, explore explore um, the avenue of, of podcasting. So thank you very much for listening and uh, um, keep your head up out there.